Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 18, 19, and 20 of The Shadow Rising, Into the Ways, The Wave Dancer, and Winds Rising. Enjoy! So welcome to season four, episode ten, big ten. Um, four tens, you yeah, Trek guys so will appreciate good. that. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. <laughs> I'm not gonna give the le- the next line. <laughs> Apparently, would make us immature, so I won't say it. But that's from first. Apparently, would make us immature. So I give her ten. <laughs> I still got wood. Ah, oh, dang it! There I go. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to start over. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so let's do some housekeeping. So, uh, no new patrons. Um, I was really busy all last week, so I'm surprised I even edited this episode, our last episode, and got it out. Um, because we had last weekend the Twitter of Time Awards, the first ever inaugural um, Twitter of Time Awards. Hopefully, we'll do this again and again. Um, I, we already are talking about next year and some improvements we're going to make. But I think it was a fantastic success. We had a ton of people watch it. I think we, um, if I last time I checked, I think it was up to like 800, 900 views. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, so a good, good amount of people actually tuned into it. And then we had like a bunch of people live. We had a bunch of people watching. I think we topped out at 80 people watching live. Um, but, there, you know, I think it was like 400 something throughout the night, like coming in and out watching us. So, um you know, we had a fair share of technical difficulties, but, you know, which kind of bummed me at first, but then I thought about it where the will reads. So <laughs> it wouldn't be the will reads without it. So, you know what? It's keeping keeping the brand going. Um, but otherwise, like I said, it was a great success. Um, I think everybody had a good time, and that's what's important. Um, so, yeah. Um, other things to talk about. Um, last week I announced I'm going to do a giveaway on Twitter. Well, we did that giveaway, and for some reason it went crazy. So normally... Um, I do these giveaways on Twitter and we get like something like, I don't know, 50 people max that, that like retweet and comment. Um, we had like 300, 400. Nice. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went ahead and picked a winner, uh, just did random, uh, .org and put in the number of, if it's uh, Jake, that this is rigged. It can't, no, no, no. It's uh, some guy named Mike. It is uh, just because there's a lot of mics out there. It's uh, Michael one three nine seven five one eight eight. You are. It might be his phone number. Let me see. Count the digits. Did I catch a niner in there? Is Mike calling from a walkie-talkie? There mm-hmm. There's a niner in there. Um, but yeah. So you win a free Wheel of Time book. Um, just let me hardcover. Ooh, nice hardcover. So uh, you just let me know. Um, uh, I guess I'll, I'll DM you. Let's do it that way. Um, hopefully you listen to us. Otherwise, I'm going to post on Twitter anyway, probably after we're done here. But that's the winner for the book. Um, obviously, when you have that many people in, the stakes get extreme. The, the odds get a lot, lot worse <laughs> than, than it would be mm. if uh, there's only like 30 people in there. I think when I did the Facebook one, there's like 16. So you had really good odds of winning. Um, but yeah, you know, one in 400 some chance. Um, it's, and then... After the Twitter Time Awards, our Twitter also blew up, so we hit 1,500 followers. Nice. Wow. We blew through that. Um, we got now over 80,000 downloads. We hit that marker. 
So it's just awesome. cool. We go. We are at seventy. Um, so yeah, that went pretty large and the youtube Thanks, channel y'all. We appreciate you. also got like 80 new subscribers to it so now you get to listen now you get to i get a bunch of people like now gonna get notifications or at least updates when they pull up their youtube of me playing minecraft thank you <laughs> <laughs> you get to watch all my random <clears throat> stuff about sailing and uh minecraft that i put on youtube nice. uh, so because um, that's i mean there is some wheel of time stuff on there too uh the minecraft stuff actually is wheel of time related but um the sailing is not and hmm. the book reviews. Well, I mean, there's a lot of sailing in all the time. So. Yeah, there is a lot there of sailing. Is tonight. There you go. Uh, it's, it's, it's related. Yeah. Oh, yeah there is. Um, we're about to get on a boat, fellas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm about to go to Tan Chico. So as far as personal life goes, um, let's see. What did we do last weekend? Twitter time. That's all I did. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the Twitter time awards. Uh, but next week, I'm going to be on vacation. So... Um, Part of the uh, stipulation of us saying yes to go on vacation is that I needed a dedicated space on Tuesday night next week to record. So we still recording next Tuesday. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. That was one of the rules I had from my wife. I was like, I'm not going to say yes unless I can record. So, uh, so um, they, they've uh, they've made a room for me Tuesday night. So yeah, going to be recording live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, the family's all heading down there for a week of vacation. So it should be fun. Um, looking forward to it. Um, but other than that, no other major stuff going on. At least not nothing I'm going to announce anytime soon. All right. How about you guys? So near future, uh, next week I'll be recording from Mi Madres. My brother's back in town for a little while with his wife. Um, and I think this time they're, they're not doing like as much working. I think it's more vacation time. Uh, so taking the boys down there, we're going to hang out. That'll be fun. Uh, might be one of our Riverside Beach days, just chillaxing down there, drinking beers, hanging out. Um, as far as recent past, this last weekend, um, I, I believe I posted in our Discord, but I went on a hike with my boys, and Meredith came, and she brought her dog, which is like a Shih Tzu mix that's only seven months old. And we did a nine-mile hike with like, I think our total gain was like just shy of 2,000 feet. A lot of up and down, uh, and the kids did fantastic. We saw a bazillion waterfalls along the way. Uh, it was it was hot but refreshing at the same time. Like it was a crazy hot day, but because it followed a creek the entire time, you had like this cool breeze coming off the water. And it took us seven hours because you know with the kids to be able to make that distance, it's you do a couple miles, you stop and break and chillax and play around and then keep going. But it was tons of fun. So, um, yeah. Meredith, she just keeps getting more and more brownie points. I think I really like her, guys. She's sounds like it. She's, sounds like you're building rangers too. I All know. your boys are going to be like army rangers. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we just like doing stuff together. It doesn't really matter what we're doing as long as we're hanging out. Like it, I know I post so those we things. Fishing, but, hiking. We climbed a mountain. We scaled Everest. We sure and <laughs> sailed the seas. You'll sail with me, but also. Every now and then I'll be like, boys, we've been doing a lot. Do you want to sit around and play Fortnite all day long and not get out of bed except to get the pizza when he brings it to the door? And they'll be like, yeah, let's do that. So we'll have those days too, <laughs> um, which is also fantastic. So, yeah, that, that, that's what life yeah, is. The fact been. that she's so engaged with the kids is a great thing. So I, I, she's got brownie points for me She's too. so, like, easygoing, carefree, like, supportive. I just, I don't know. It, it's weird. I haven't been around a woman like that before, so I'm enjoying it. And she's got a voice oh yeah, yeah. I, and she can sing and it's wonderful and all the things see, I, I i don't mind hiking in virginia mountains um 
you've mentioned Everest. I would never, ever, ever hmm. even want to do Everest. Um, there's a lot <laughs> of over or Kilimanjaro. And anything that has high elevation where I can't breathe, I like breathing. I really <laughs> like breathing. There's a lot a of lot. type A and... overachievers uh, that are still on Everest right now. And uh, <laughs> didn't yeah. make it. There's back. actually a place on Everest called Rainbow Valley. It sounds really nice. It's not. The reason why they call it Rainbow Valley is because all the different parkas that, you know, and different like snowsuits that people wear are different colors. And they're just dead bodies all in this valley of yeah. people that just died oh. on their way up. And it's, it's rainbow colored. And you can look Ooh. it up online. It's called Rainbow Valley and, uh, and Everest. It's too high up from the recover the bodies. So there's just literally you have to hike past an entire valley full of dead bodies. Wow. It's called Rainbow Valley, which sounds really, really nice. I have no intention of ever doing this. I, don't, I, I, I don't, also I around the world. See that. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, you're not even kidding. That's absolutely <laughs> crazy. I am. Did you do the Googles? I, I did. I'm looking at it now. I go the dark side of Mount Everest. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> uh, Valley. Uh... Link address. I'm going to skip that one. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> but, but actually, you, Chris? If, if I had the opportunity, I, I would climb Everest. But that's, that's just me. I wouldn't take the dog or the kids. But I'd go. No. The dog wouldn't make it. I'm also like tomorrow. You. If Elon Musk was like, "We need volunteers to go to Mars. It's a one-way trip, and you might die," I'd volunteer. Like I, as would, long as it's Wi-Fi, I'd go and keep a the podcast going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna delay. Uh, we have to wait like what three hours if we say something. We have to wait three hours for Ian's yeah. response, and then <laughs> <laughs> and all it is is me deep throating the mic, and you're like, "Son of a gun! <laughs> 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 what a waste!" <laughs> He's so immature sometimes. Oh my gosh. As he travels to Mars. <laughs> representing so, all of humanity. That's about right. <laughs> I'm in Charlotte and I'm enjoying life. Like, quite literally, not even exaggerating. I I just did me last week. Like, I got back here Wednesday and just like set stuff up around the apartment, did a bunch of meal prep. I bought a food saver. So I like meal prep food for about a month. So I just pull it out of the freezer, like let it sit in the fridge to defrost and throw it in the oven. Really cool. And my my liquor area set up and, you know, TVs are mounted and pictures are hung and almost had the office together. So it's been really, really nice. I mean, grandma's still in the rehabilitation center in Virginia. So, you know, keeping tabs on her. And she's doing phenomenal. She's actually walking now. So she's been in there for a week and a half. And, you know, with a snapped femur and 92 years old, people are like, yeah, you should take it slow. And she's like, no, I want to go home. So she's like up and taller than everybody around her because she's standing up straight because she has a brand new leg. I mean, hips all the way down the knee is new on one side. So she is good for her standing up again at five, eight instead of five, five. And she's excited for that. And she's walking. So she's already taller than me. (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah cool. yeah cool that's awesome. one thing I, one thing i forgot to mention i actually i'm gonna go sailing again tomorrow so um, i'm excited about that so wait where oh yeah and hansen the boat's in the water now oh no i'm not gonna go they're still working on it i'm like screw you guys i'm, I'm just gonna wait. go sound someone else's boat wait do they have more room yeah 100 percent we're, we're going to talk about this tomorrow we're gonna talk about this tomorrow because I'm jonesing. Yeah. I need it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'll just go Bobby White. I'm going to go on a slow boat. Uh, I mean, it won't be fast, but it'll be fun. Uh, I can go Bobby Whitehouse's boat. Fat Bottom Girl. Is that the P30? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a fun boat. That's a, it's a fun boat. Yeah, it's not fast, yeah. but it's it. There's always it's lots also of beer. Not slow. It's it's when in that to... general range, but it's so not you, the slowest. You get, you get you get very jaded when you come race silhouette racers. Um, it's not a Morgan. Start, yeah, when you start when you start racing on on a fleet boats, which are the fastest boats in the whole fleet, and then someone comes in with actually a considerably fast boat, you're like, nah. It's slow boat. It's like You're it's actually faster than hundred. Nah, it's still it's still a race boat, but it's like eh, it's not one of the sport boats. <laughs> We're not setting any records. I'm not going to risk my life on this one. So it's, yeah. I guess it's okay. This, this is bush league. I mean, I'm used to you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's a fun boat though. So I might go race with him. I don't know. Yeah, he always has room. He's always looking for crew. So. And if he's not racing, I'll race someone else. I don't know. I'll just go rock the dock and find someone. Anyways, um, let's get into predictions. I didn't have that many I wrote down, although I'm sure there's a ton of them. Um, one was that Loghain's going to be healed. Um, Tom Moraine was brought back up again. Um, that actually has a lot of potential now. I thought yeah. Chris was full of it, but that looks like it could happen. I also want to say I think Tom is the father of uh, Elaine. I'm feeling it. Uh, I feel like we may have said that once before, but jokingly, now I'm like, well, we're, we're going to say it today because <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and maybe. Tom used to be able to channel. <laughs> sorry, we're, we're getting yeah, all sorts Tom the White. Tom the White. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your predictions. <laughs> no, that was it. Those were only two. Like I said, I didn't write down that many, um, mostly oh. because I was focused on doing a YouTube show and I wasn't really prepping that much for this episode. <laughs> Well, let's go. Let's, let's dive in. Uh, let's get right into it. So chapter 18, Into the Ways. And the chapter symbol is an avidinosaurus. Uh, I can't even talk tonight. Um, it is the... Was that Jurassic period? Or <laughs> what period did that avidinosaurus Avidinosaurus. Um, yeah, it was Cretaceous. Yeah, it was Cretaceous, yeah. yeah. You, you pronounced the, it the wrong. Tri- the trifoil leaf. Um, yeah, so... Um, which is usually simple for the ways. And we start with Perrin. So Perrin's packing. He's uh, heading towards the stables, joined with Gaul. And all he's, he's thinking, you know, he grabbed his axe. That was still, he left it just buried in the, in the door. Like after all this, uh, I'm assuming this is like at least a day or two after the attack. And he's just like, I ain't touching that thing. Just leave it stuck in the door. Uh, it's a good place for it. Um, I mean, um, he's been he's been busy not talking to his not girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, that should be his girlfriend that he's talking to. So you know he's been busy yeah. with that. Um, and and parents parents worried about Moraine catching up and like trying to uh, keep him from from leaving. So he's like trying to be all secretive about his preparations to leave. Um, and and he's joined by Gaul, and they have a nice little interchange. So let's start you know with this whole opening scene and talking Gaul's with like, Gaul, and- bruh. They're not being quiet about their leaving. You, you, yeah. you better put a put a leash on your chick. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, I did what you said. I have different people taking things to the stable, so it's not so obvious. They'll just think it's just for me because I asked them. But just so you know, the other people going, they're not even attempting to be quiet. They're just, <laughs> they're clapping around, going, "Who's coming with me?" <laughs> I'm going to the ways. Yeah, they got a cheer going. They're like, the ways, the ways. Going to the ways. (laughs) Do a double backflip with a triple twist and stick it. Everybody claps and they're like, come on, we're going to the ways. Oh, bother. 
<laughs> to the this is not a good idea. Loyal. <laughs> uh, yeah, loyal. Lo- uh, and I, so I, I did read into kind of from parents' perspective that, oh boy, we're going to have a lot of Aiel. And then right off the bat, we find out, all right, it's just Gaul. And Gaul was like, look, it's pretty freaking wet here. And they're all itching to go home. So it, it's kind of. It's, it's like the mean. humidity this is, in Virginia. This is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> which has been thick lately yeah, it's, it's been, we're, we're getting into it's it now been thick that's for sure thick you can cut it <laughs> yeah it's like 100 percent humidity every day um so yeah so uh yeah. they get out of the stables and there are some more aiel there there's bane and chiad um and they're there and like and parents like oh your friends are here he's like uh yeah no we got a blood feud uh between so not my friends they're not my friends um and because because they're not my friends they're kind of not your friends yeah. either. Like that's how this works. <laughs> and, um, Just know they're with her. And, like I'm not going to attack them, but and... if they ask me to, we're totally going to go at it. <laughs> we will dance yeah. the spears, and I will thrust one in them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like this is like almost like a middle school dance. You got like the girls on one side and Gaul on the other side. And they're like, if he asks me first, I'll do it. No, no, they have to ask me first. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever had a opposite sex mad at you for something that like you don't even know what you did or maybe you didn't do anything they just got mad but then because they were mad now like all of their friends were mad so like you show up to some social event and you're like hey guys and all the girls look at you like eh, asshole and you're like um i don't i don't know what i did <laughs> like i feel like i feel like that's parent right now he's, like, he's clueless yeah but they're all mad at him and he's got his one bro friend goal that's like i stand by you no matter what <laughs> And then the one friend he really wanted to go with him from the beginning, Loyal, is like, bro, I want to be on your side, but I can't. I already told her I'm on her side first. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my bad, bro. I feel for you, but yeah, I'm leading yeah. her. And they're like, well, are, 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 the, are Bane and Chiad coming to, like, help us? And it's like, uh, well, I think they're just coming with Fayil. They said they want to see more of the wetlands, but uh, I think it really is. They're just really fascinated by you guys fighting. They think it's awesome. <laughs> They love the yeah, drama. Was, <laughs> they think it's hilarious. Amazing. They just want to watch more. <laughs> They're the type that sit front row. Jerry Springer, like, all right, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> hey, maybe we'll get some of his sweat on us. Who's, you know, it's the lunchroom in high school. Who's fighting? Let's go sit over there and listen. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. No, we're not gonna stop it. We're just gonna e- watch. Exactly. Yeah. So. Ultimately, I think it still works out considering where they're going. I, hopefully, Perrin is still. Well, no, I guess I guess Perrin's doing the math, and he thinks it's not enough to be able to win anything. So he's still thinking. Oh sacrifice. yeah, definitely. So he's probably still bummed, but he. I don't know. If it were me, I'd be glad that there's more going. Like, there's nothing about the ways that makes me think me and Loyal should be the only ones going. Sure. So having more people just do the ways portion, I'm happy mm-hmm. to have. But winding up in the Misty Mountains and then working back down to a village where we know there's a ton of white cloaks, I would just be glad that like every body, able body that you have, especially Aiel, you should be excited for. Exactly. But I know he's not. Dungeons yeah, so weird. deep, we must away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time to stop That's, mis- that's Misty Mountain just cold had breakfast. from the hot. Yeah, but, but second breakfast. <laughs> um... So, <laughs> about third breakfast and early lunch, and then, uh, lunch. and then yeah, as they're getting, fourth, yeah, as they're finishing dinner. up the stables, uh, all of a sudden the stone just like rings like a bell and like an earthquake and shakes everywhere and like people fall over and they're like, 
all right, let's get out of here. Like, <laughs> you can ring my bell. And they just start ring my bell. Ring my bell. And they start just running for it. Um, and all the guards are like getting up on their feet, not even trying to stop them. They're like, yeah, they're all shook. So it's um, they're running the opposite way. They're not coming in Silverland. Yeah. They they can. I mean, they think the whole stone's about to come down. I mean, the whole thing like goes like a crazy earthquake. Um, so what do you yeah. think happened? I was going to ask you guys that. Yeah, Alan, what, Al, yeah, but Alan, we always go first. What, what Alan, why don't you go first and tell us what, what you I think? What I think happened was a butterfly happened to land right, right spot on the stone, and the resonance just started going, you know, and getting stronger and stronger. And you know, I and, think Rand had too much in you. <laughs> <laughs> Tom was near the stone, and that butterfly landed on his nose. He sneezed, and about twenty daggers shot out. <laughs> Hit the just ring out, tore it apart. Rand yeah. had too much Indian that night, um, and we all paid for it. <laughs> so I'm not certain what it is, but the vibes I was getting from Rand, and he, he Rand was sick and tired of like the nobles effing around, and he was also saying he's got to do something unexpected. I feel like Rand's getting ready to depart and go somewhere, but he. he he wild out. I think it was intentional. I don't think this is one of those, like, the power got away from Rand and something crazy happened. Like, maybe he intentionally effed stuff up. Maybe, maybe he executed some thing. nobles. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's something drastic but intentional by Rand. And, and it was intentionally made for show. Okay. Um, maybe he erected a statue of himself Rand, in the but, middle of the courtyard as a reminder. Yeah. He's always watching. I, I don't see Rand be... He, I don't think any of our no, Edmonds fielders so are that. Yeah. Well, maybe Matt. That's something Matt would do. But nobody else would be that full of themselves. But I do feel like it was a display of power by Rand, and it was to try and rein in these <laughs> dumb nobles. Yeah. I have nothing to base that on other than just yeah. vibes I'm getting. From, yeah, from so they, they start to get outside the city, um, and you know the, the, it starts to look more like farmland, and uh, you know they get f- the buildings start getting further and further apart. Obviously, they get into more of the countryside, and they finally get to like this this grassy area. And Loyal just starts getting really depressed. He's just like, oh no, oh, no. this is it's like, sad. like almost like anger. How could they? Almost anger. Yeah. Huh. I mean, this wasn't the best grove ever, but it was a little grove, and it was mm-hmm. nice and groovy. Now it's gone. It used to be great. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah, Tyr was never the best work. Minethrin was their best work. uh... It's hard to gauge when he's really upset. And maybe eventually we'll see him, like, really upset to what upset is. But so far, like, loyal upset is, oh, (laughs) fiddlesticks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But, I mean, he did describe a grove that was clearly beautiful. I mean, 100-foot trees, which, like... To contemplate such a large, I mean, it would be large for us nowadays, a large forest being chopped down, decimated, and then turned into, you know, farmland, essentially. We do it all the time, but mm-hmm. to people that yeah. nurture the, the earth, that was a travesty. Yeah. And, like, I mean, have you, I mean, have you been to California been to the Redwoods? I have not. That's a goal. Northern California. Yeah, I've, yeah, we went out there a few years ago. My wife and I went did, did a trip to San Francisco and went out to uh, Mirror Woods, which is uh, redwoods, and those trees are big. <laughs> That's what she said. Did you know they are so big, the only reason the sequoias and redwoods, the large ones, the only reason they survive is because of the fog mm-hmm. that comes off the coast. 
they're so big um they can't overcome gravity and get water from the soil all the way up to the top branches to continue to feed the tree. So they rely on the fog coming in and absorbing absorbing the moisture from the fog. I, another problem they've had, so there used to be a whole lot more redwood forest, and they've been shrinking more and more. And part of the, uh, the ecosystem of redwood forests is they rely on the fertilization of the soil from natural forest fires because that area is prone to forest fires. But since man's moved Correct. in there, We've done so much to prevent forest fires because only you can prevent forest fires because, but it's actually a natural thing out there because of that. Um, and what don't want to destroy property. Um, there's been a, uh, it, it actually hurts the ecosystem because the ecosystem is based on a fire ecosystem. Um, there actually are those in the, in the world where the, the, the ecosystem relies on having natural fires. They need that. Um, and that's one of those areas of the world where yeah, they, yeah. Fires are actually good for the ecosystem. Welcome it's not good for the billions of dollars of houses. Now, who's... <laughs> <laughs> right. So who says only you can Smokey prevent forest fires? Mm-hmm. Smokey the Bear. Okay, so we have Smokey the Bear in the U.S. What do they have yeah. in England? I don't... You don't remember this, Alan? <laughs> Smacky the Frog? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was that Mitch Hepburn? <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I just remember from his stand up, yes. he talks about Smacky the Frog. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. all right, sorry. Yeah, back. Let's go back to the exactly. book. Roman so, one so, 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 uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, they get to these grasslands and uh, everyone's super, super nervous. And they get to the way gate and, yeah. Every gets more nervous and they go and pluck the, and actually before we get there, um, I think it's Fahil actually starts to talk to Parrot and like half of his sense, she realized she's talking to Parrot. She's like, Oh, never mind, It's supposed to be mad you. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> like, like, really, really shitty, like high school type stuff. I figured Ian would comment on. <laughs> I just can't even anymore. I can't, I can't anymore with this back and forth. I can't anymore. <laughs> go so right we're just going to skip all that and move on. To good, sort, like, uh, well, this is gonna go on for like five more books. So, <laughs> like, we're, I think we're too old to, and maybe I'm wrong. We're too old to like find any entertainment in that. Like, if I was ten years younger, maybe I could almost relate to it. If I was in my early twenties or late teens, I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's just what it's like. I just went through that yesterday. But at this point, I'm like, guys, fucking, life is short. Life is too short for that shit. Someone's gonna die in the ways. It's gonna happen. Well, you're going to lose one of your IEL friends. Yeah. Someone's going to die. Stop fucking yeah. around. Kiss each other. Mm-hmm. Tell each other you yeah, love each other. I agree. I'd kind of be Get like the it. same way. Eh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Can, may I please come with you and on you? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. And, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh, oh, between them. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, well, yes yeah. and no mm-hmm. in that order. Um, and Perrin starts mm-hmm. to light a, sure. a, yes. uh, a lantern, explain that it's really dark in there, and starts kind of telling Gaul a little about the ways. He's like, yeah, there's bridges in there. He's like, wait, there's, there's, there's water in there? And he's like, uh-huh. no, it's not that kind of bridge, but it is a bridge, but there's no water. It's, we call those overpasses. It's one of those, it's I, I one of those Alaskan I mean, bridges. Probably the bridge explain to it better, but you know, we don't have time for that because <laughs> he has really long stories. Like He talks for a long time if you ask him a question. So like, let's just go in. Like, All right, so... And then they go into the ways, and that's pretty much how we end this chapter. Um, yeah. Um. Um, let's see. There was a little bit more back and forth about... Oh, so the one part where she was saying, like, you, yes, you can follow us, and 
We'll make sure you're able to stay close sort of thing. And Gaul does this, like, pops up in the air, does a flip and a twist with his spear or something like that and lands all cool. And doesn't he say something? He references the wolf. And he's like... And the lady's like, I have fur rugs on my bed. So I need to find it. Exactly. So there was that comeback from the girls about, you know, I got some wolf fur rug carpet, blah, 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 blah. And then they make eye contact. It's like the anime where it's like the lightning bolts across the face. And exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then Perrin goes big yellow eye on him. And they're like, oh, probably should. The puppy isn't tamed. Should not <laughs> this just got this just got awkward yeah so yeah. everybody's jabbing each other still and uh, yeah anyways right. worth pointing out because i'm sure there's some people that read this and got super entertained it by that and i, I did that little back and forth was entertaining but as a whole the whole parent versus fail sort of thing and people taking sides i'm unfortunately it's going to take a near-death experience yeah. to bring this crew and together. it's coming so I'm kind of rooting for the near-death experience because I'm ready for yeah. them to just come together. I mean, I, I, I come together right now. Uh-huh. Right now. Anyway, I commend our friend for trying to protect Fael from the very fact that he's going to essentially his death, but we don't know the control that Fiala really has yet. We don't know what she can and can't do, where she may or may not get help. We don't know, you know, how much she'll look after Perrin. You know, at the end of the day, that is her man. So, and, and women will do for their men what they can do. The same with men, you know, they, they try to do what they can do. We just don't do things the right way. I mean, quite literally all I had to do is say, you know, I expect to die, so please don't come. And then, you know, at that point it's really on her make up her mind but yeah i think right now all she's looking for is apology and he's like i ain't apologize for shit yeah. <laughs> exactly i mean and, and that's the other thing like we're too stubborn it's like look I, I have this idea in my mind is to protect you and you just don't appreciate me for it even though i didn't tell you about it because as you say Ian, communication is key in this book and they do such a great job of it mm-hmm. yeah i mean at this point if you want to trace back you know cause and effect to the root cause like who was the first one that you know withheld emotions or wasn't truthful with the other one. I don't really know who's at fault at this point. I feel like there's been enough back and forth. They really both need to just be like, okay, my bad. We went too far down this mm-hmm. rabbit hole in both directions. Let's let's make up. But that's not going to happen. Here's what I'm rooting for. So I'm hoping when they get to Misty Mountain Hop that as soon as they get there, they're going to meet someone or some people that they're able to communicate with about what's going on. And they're like, sweet, we've been waiting for this. Or there's some prophecy of like, oh, finally, the yellow-eyed guy with the Aiel showed up. How dope would it be? fulfills our prophecy. So now we're going to go fight with If him. there are a whole clan of people like Perrin up there. Because we've been saying a group of people in the mountains, mm. but we haven't said they're wolf yeah, men up there. Some... Men and women. Mm. I, I just, like you said, I didn't even like looking for the, the golden-eyed guy. I'm like, so you that'd know be what? Cool too. But they're all golden-eyed. They're all looking for an alpha, and parents are alpha. Yeah, I mean we don't know yeah. much about parents. It, in in order for there to be, in order for there to be some harmony amongst our group by the time they get there, I'm thinking I'm thinking there's just gonna be some sort of near death parents, oh parents. shit experience in the ways. Hopefully, I'm actually hoping for it His to bring parents, them together. Um, they live. Um, it says in the Even very beginning of the book they live outside of town. He at a young age uh, became the apprentice of the blacksmith. Where they come um, from? 
Why do they live outside? Maybe right. they come from the mountains. Maybe they're, they're wolf farm. people. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, Maybe they're, they're first cousins. To the they're babies. werewolves. Maybe they're cousins. <laughs> Dead and werewolves. Um, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's here we go. I'm hoping for big things because these chapters have been. I don't want to say boring because someone might love those chapters. But all right, if you love these chapters, earmuffs real quick. Yeah. Right, these chapters. I love these next chapters. So hey, so moving on to chapter nineteen, the wave dancer, and we have this new symbol. It's like a weird, like ninja star looking thing with like a star in the middle. With the North Star? Is that the North Star? I don't know. It's like now there's two seagulls. Are albatrosses? Seagulls or doves? Albatross. Albatrosses and a star in the middle. Albatross. Yeah. It doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence, does it? Yeah. Actually, on the contrary, <laughs> albatross is a good omen. Only bad luck if you kill one. They embody the souls of, de- of lost sailors, lost at sea. Hmm. Little lesson for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Put cigarette out on the deck. Yeah, no, that's a... That's a little white squall moment. Yeah. The albatross is supposed to embody the, the souls of, of sailors lost at sea. So it's actually a good omen if you see an albatross. Uh, it's, yeah, really bad luck if you kill one. Um, so the wave dancer. Uh, we're in Elaine's point of view. And we start, um, you know, arriving by carriage. Nynaeve's being a little, little, little pissy about the ride. She's got a sore know. backside. Let her be. Mm-hmm. She got spent one yeah. two times. So, so why, why she, Nynaeve is in a mood. Yeah, but why, why she have a back, why she have chapter. a sore backside? Because landlord. I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> here's the thing: if Land did wear it out, I think she wouldn't be in such a bad mood. And I hate to be like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, she just need to get some, and she'll calm down. But, <laughs> but like in this scenario, I feel like that's where a lot of her tension is coming from. It's the she's. She's trying to be this big, bad, confident woman, but at the same time, she wants Lan. I think she, it would have been good for her to have like a knock the boots moment with Lan before she went on this trip. Mm-hmm. I, I think everything would be a lot smoother. Yeah. Hopefully, people don't hate me for saying that. Lan would have been I on that trip, the man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it like, probably would have been good for Lan too, but she needed. Yeah. Nanny's super rude to the driver of the carriage, and it's like you could have like avoided some bumps. Like, and Elaine's like. Dude, honey works a whole lot better. You know, just just be nice and hands him some money and like and turns to her. I don't even think the honey comment is appropriate here. I th- I think her comment to the driver about yeah the the holes in the road are not your fault, buddy. Uh, so thank yeah. you. <laughs> like you don't need honey here. You just need to be a halfway some decent person, person exactly. that understands the situation you're in. <laughs> like how is. Dang it, driver, there's holes everywhere and you hit them? How dare you? Well, I'm sorry, milady. Maybe I should just fly us there. <laughs> She's like, yes, exactly. Duh. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm right. so sorry. Um, yeah. Here you go. Here's three times what you should have gotten paid. Yeah. Or, right. me, that was so, Elaine. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, maybe I was a yeah. little too hard right. on yeah. him. But he deserved and, it. And- and Elaine warns Nynaeve, and they've already agreed that she's going to do the talking because she's older, um, uh, but says, you know, the sea folk probably won't like this temper you have right now, so you need to, you need to cool your jets a little bit, you know, take it down a notch. Just, you're up here. Take take it down down to out here. Um, and, you know, be a little more tactful with the sea folk. As we um, see in the classroom, the, you the guys awesome. are using your outside voices, and you're not being very friendly. Can you please bring it down to a five? Yeah, the often the year. Kind. The sea folk. 
uh, which I love the sea folk, by the way, just because that's yeah, they're awesome. Um, <laughs> they're tatted up. They're rebels. They had the prince, the prince of Persia thing going on with like the nose ring and like the jewels going on their face and all sorts of cool stuff. But yeah, so I love this story we get in a little bit, and I'll just bring it up now because this podcast is chaos, mm-hmm. right? Who cares about order? Uh, when they talk about how the sea folk became sea folk and that, you know, during the breaking when they're trying to dip out and just get away, the first people just hopped on boats and left yeah. and they had no idea what they were doing, but they just figured it out along the way. And then, you know, generation after generation, and they became so tied to this sea that now, even if a sea folk person happens to be on land and they're about to give birth, they'll go back on a boat, they'll go back on the sea, even if they have to get on a rowboat. Like they give birth on the water because they're so tied to it, and I was just like, "God, it's a, it's amazing." Yeah. You're born there, you're buried there, just hundred percent tied yeah. to it. Yeah, I mean that's like, um, I mean, so like one of my tattoos I have is a frigate bird, um, and one of the reasons why I got it is because they are tied to the sea. Uh, frigate birds, the only time they ever come to land is actually to roost and to lay eggs. Mm-hmm. So they're born on land, obviously, but they spend the rest of their lives at sea. Um, so cool Super bird. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so they get introduced to the sail mistress of Wave Dancer. Is it Co- Co- Cohen? Cohen? Cohen Din Jubai Wild Winds. And they're also introduced to Jor- Joran D. Jubai Wildwing, who is the Windfinder. Um, and they have this little formal introduction. They're like, yeah, we're Aes Sedai of the Green Aja. And they're like, yeah, Marine said not to say that, but you know what? We're going to roll with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's part of yeah, the backstory. We just made this backstory up that we're here, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah. So we, we want to discuss our gift of passage. So it's, I also thought this was really cool. Like they're, you know, there's no, you know, it's always free to travel on a sea folks boat, but you always have to offer a gift and they'll offer a gift back in exchange. So it's, and the gift of passage is their gift back. So it's pretty much paying for it, but they don't call it payment. They call it a gift. Oh, they can avoid the taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you must pay this donation to come in. Exactly. <laughs> so I, this is where maybe there's notes somewhere about why he did this, but I'd love to have a conversation with Jordan about this. And Alan, you might appreciate it uh, more. I know there's a lot of places in the world now where the dollar goes a long way. But there are a lot of places where it doesn't, and having something to trade makes a huge difference. I know for the longest time, they always said if you're going anywhere near the Panama Canal, uh, take a ton of American cigarettes and wrap them real good so they don't go stale. If you have good American cigarettes to trade to some of the small boats that come up, you could get like five-star meals that people bring to you for a pack of cigarettes. You could get all sorts of crazy stuff to trade. Yeah, and, we did that. We did that overseas. So smaller places. We, we, we had big. cartons of Marlboros, um, Marlboro Reds. Um, not not to yeah. smoke on the boat. Uh, actually, we, we, we that was one of the rules was you can't smoke on the boat because we had all teak decks, all wooden decks. Um, it right. just didn't want burn marks and all sorts of make it look bad. So yeah, couldn't smoke on the boat. Uh, but we had um, a pack of cigarettes to barter with because a lot of, I mean a lot of places you pull in you can't exactly exchange currency a lot of them don't even know what American currency is but they know what American cigarette is and trust me that stuff goes yeah it's worth, it's worth something to them so. <laughs> <laughs> right so you, so you can barter yeah. real quick um, with it anyways yeah. anyways I just thought it was cool that he did that with the sea folk because that that wasn't a foreign concept to me when I was yeah. reading it I was like oh that's yeah, yeah. kind of makes sense. Um, so uh, the, uh, the captain of the boat, which is the uh, the, the, the 
what they call her, the wind finder. Or not, the sail mistress, sorry. Um, says, mm-hmm. come to the sail captain's mistress, quarters. Yeah. And they start complaining about how everything's named differently on a boat, which is 100% factual. So, um, um, yeah, so in case you ever do go to a sailboat, nothing you think that should be named is not how it's named. Um, it's, they, they all have different names. Everything does. Um, there's there's a down fucker. Um, I'm not sure on this boat, but yeah, on, on race boats, definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Floors or decks, um, uh, toilets or heads. I got yeah. a big deck. <laughs> Takes a shit yeah. to the head. And I'm surprised you didn't. <laughs> I, I guess I guess Robert Jordan didn't want to go too far into the terminology when they get down below and they get, they slide in the chairs and the table. I was like, so why didn't you just say set tea? I mean, why, why do you have to? <laughs> like, right. That's, that's what it's called. I'm just go there. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so he didn't go that far. But um, yeah, so they go down the cabin to talk about the gift of passage. And they're like, all right, so what are you trying to do? And they just blurted out. They're like, we need to go to Tanchico. Here's a shit ton of money. Uh, we have a, like a letter of, of script, script to... Uh, money for a fleet. For yeah, a you fleet. can buy a fleet with this. You can buy a fleet. Uh, and uh, we want you to take us to Tanchico because uh, we're hunting the Black Aja. And they're like, well, if that's the case, then fuck it. We're changing every plan. We're doing whatever you say. Uh, they said, and they, said, they even told them, like, normally we don't actually let Aes Sedai come on our boat. Like... Yeah. And they're like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. only people we actually refuse rides to. Like, we give rides to everyone. Everyone. <laughs> it could be the, the homeless well, guy the down, the, down the down the street. If he wants a ride, he got it. Uh, if but any any guy that comes in, we're like, nah, nah, we're good. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like they had to. But but the why doesn't have anything to do with them going to change the pride the out Asha. of them first. That was just mm-hmm. that was just an yeah that was just enough information for them to nod and go okay. This our lines prophecy. up with mm-hmm. our prophecy. Bingo. And now we have, again, right. a different prophecy. And they don't even call him the dragon. The Cormor. What do they call him? What is that? The Cormor. Is it and anything a legacy? I, I mean, we got a little yeah. detail into what that is from their brief yeah. description of their prophecy. I was I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it was some type of seafaring thing that you guys knew about that I'd never heard of. But. I think it's like a play of a Commodore. Like, I mean, oh, if you think about like the, the Commodore of a fleet oh, as like the head of a whole entire fleet. Like, you have the oh, admirals Capitan. and you have the Commodore. And like I, an I want to say it's yeah. like Robert Jordan just playing the word and change. That's how, that's how I always thought of it was like, he's the head of all of it. The Commodore. Um, yeah, that's how yeah, I always I thought of it, of it that way. way. But that's, but that, that's yeah. not from anything said in the books. Yeah. That's just my, when Robert Jordan's trying to create this book, and I know Robert Jordan was actually a sailor. Um, he he uh, sailed out of Charleston. Um, cool. So. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so when the, when these ladies find out that you know their eyes to die this is what they're doing and they put more puzzle pieces together they're like okay there's that but we also know there's stories about the dragon and he's doing this and he's got colindor and like you call him the dragon we call him this and we think you're on a mission that some way supports them so we have to help you not only are we not going to take your payment but one of them is essentially like yeah i'm going to cover well, the cost the... of this out of my own purse like so they're very mm-hmm. that was our captain like she they weren't right committed in the in the, in the in the beginning though because they were not getting the information forthcoming to them so we got to give them that they were apprehensive in the beginning because like yes. you said they don't take Aes Sedai on their travels because you know everybody when you're sailing has some type of um, what's the word I'm looking for, like black cat or what is? It? Oh my goodness, I can't superstition. superstition. Thank you. Superstition. So all these superstitions on boats, especially when it comes to witchcraft and magic, and but it 
<laughs> really? Whistling. So, so th- this is this is another sailing nod as well, which you talked about superstition, and I I meant to bring this up earlier. So when they're walking down to the boat, they describe that they're selling these fruits that came in bunches that were long yellow, uh, which Bad. obviously is, which is obviously bananas. Don't think I'm on the boat. Uh, which is foreign to them, and I I think Robert Jordan intentionally talked about bananas going up to a boat on purpose because that is a gigantic sailing superstition. Uh, superstition. No, they didn't. Did they, they didn't put them on, on the boat? boat? But uh, but just the fact okay, that good. he mentions bananas in the same, like, why would he mention it in the sailing in the sailing chapter other than that he knows about these these like. So what is the uh, superstition? So, so you say black cat, but <laughs> bananas. Well, when you when you think about the reality of it, if you get a a bunch of bunches of bananas, and you throw them on a boat, and even if they're green on day one. But like day two, day three, you don't have refrigeration. It's humid. They're they're going yellow quickly. Then they're going brown. Oh. And think about the fruit flies and the oh. bugs that might be involved in it. And they just rot so quick. And the insects that come with it and everything, they've just always had really negative connotation that you're bringing it, this sickness. It actually goes further. Than that. Do you know actually where the legend comes from? With them. That's not where it comes from. Yeah, that's not where it comes from. No. There is a type of spider that it. actually lives inside banana bunches. Um, oh. And when you buy them, and it's extremely oh, venomous, yeah. and uh, when it bites you, it kills you almost instantly. So when sailors back in the day were from England or from other places, and they went to these ports, and they would see these bunch of bananas, they'd go and buy them and put them on their boat down below. And then all of a sudden, people started dying left and right because they are being bitten by these extremely venomous spiders. And then they didn't know That's why right. these people were dying. So they're like, bananas are bad luck. Everyone starts dying every time you bring bunches of bananas on the boat. So it became this. Wait. <laughs> Chris, hit the Googles. Is, is, it a, is, it a, yeah. is it a cone spider? Now that yeah. you're talking about it, I feel like it, I've heard this before. Be. Um but yeah, so and that's actually what it is. It's just the fact that if you shake the bananas, bananas out, they're perfectly safe to have on a boat. It's just that back in the day, they had no idea why all these sailors were started dying on the boat, and it was literally because they were being bitten by spiders while they were sleeping and dying. Um, and bananas are bad luck. So now no bananas allowed on boats, <laughs> and, and the superstitions continued on to this day because of these old legends and lore. That's cool. But, so, fun, fun little facts about sailing. I'm in the Googles. There's the Brazilian wandering uh, spider. It would have been in Asia, too. Um, no, I don't think that's Asia. it. It's the armed spider. No, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I have heard this. Anyways. Yeah, next, uh, next time we'll I'll talk research about and come what, back what next, type of spider it was. Um, okay. But, yeah, so also I want to mention also that when they got down below them, the first, we, we skipped past, we have breezed past this, but they see the Sanchen helmet. And that causes a little bit of like, uh, yeah. why do you have a Sanchen? And they're like, and like, wait, why do you know about Sanchen? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, a, so even before they, so, you know, we're going to get to the why it's there, but the moment they mentioned that I was immediately impressed by these people because there's no casually crossing them and surviving. So like. I wasn't, I, I wasn't smart enough to think that it had to mm-hmm. be power versus power. You know, um, I, I was hoping to think that maybe their ship was just that badass that they can outrun them, but still it required some sort of engagement mm-hmm. to be able to get that. So it just, I don't know. I was excited to hear how that happened yeah. and definitely in awe. Very impressive. You know, it, it, I, I had that moment of, wow, impressive, but like how? It wasn't until the end of the chapter that I realized, the end of the second chapter no that idea. I realized 
how it occurred, or third in our reading, second in this interchange. But, you know, I was like, there's no way if they had the Shan Chen there, then that means they have the Dalmane, which means there's definitely some magic involved. So WTF, how did it, how'd they get away? Are they really like the right. um, Aeol of the Sea? So, are they, Or are they somehow immune to something like... I thought they had something different and unique that could counter it. Again, I didn't. I didn't think there was any potential power involved. Which I guess we'll we'll get there eventually. They didn't directly say that it was through channeling that they were able to defeat them, but you got to think that that has yeah. something to do with it. There's it, no other way you overcome was. it. Well, no, there no, no, was no. Some maybe there involved. was. There wasn't. There, there was, was some most definitely. And then also in during channeling. that exchange, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really interesting to see the interchange between mm-hmm. husband and wife on the boat. Captain's. Yeah. He definitely wasn't channeling, exactly. but he was but kicking and then, ass and I taking mean, names. In, in, in the interaction when it comes yeah. to making the decision to go to Tanchico, our, our husband comes in and he's like, yeah, I got all this trade set up. We're about to be rich. We got this money coming. And they had stuff from the two rivers. Like, that keeps coming back up. That Tubac. Uh-huh. That Tubac is getting so, expensive, um, bro. Yeah. She's go, like, go I'm going to shut you down. We're not going there anymore. He said, but, mm-hmm. but, but money. And she's like, but I'm the boss. But money. But who's the boss? But please? I said, no. Storms out angrily, slams the door behind him. Bitch. Mm-hmm. What did you say? I said, I love you, honey. <laughs> well, she just reminds him of what the lanes are. She reminds him what their lanes are. She's like, you're absolutely right. You're in charge of all the trade. You are. That's great. I'm in charge of where we're going. And I say, this is where we're going. So trade mm-hmm. what you want there in this new destination so back to the spider it actually is a brazilian wandering spider but they're found yep they're found all over the world and they're actually known as banana spiders that's actually what they're called banana spiders um and their bites can be fatal um they usually they can cause all sorts of neurological problems when you get bit by one like drooling and yeah brain damage and bad stuff so anyway that's that's the spider um, so yeah, um, yeah, obviously, like you were saying, um, her, her husband is the, the cargo master is a little upset. Um, but you know, because of the Jindai prophecies, this is what we're doing. She does. And communication, as I said, is key, you know, in the of time. So it doesn't even tell her husband why they're not. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah. so they decide to take the, take the ice and I, they say, yep. And all of a sudden the ship starts to just go crazy like they're just shake and heave and jostle about everywhere yeah and when Nynaeve and elaine start to freak out the uh the captain uh leans leans in and you know does a little touch of the side of the nose and tells them believe me my young friends there's nothing absolutely nothing half so much worth doing is simply messing about the, the wind in the willows uh, yeah <laughs> Oh, wrong book again? Dang. My bad. If I were to get a book quote tattooed on me, it would be that line right there. There's nothing, absolutely nothing, half so much worth doing. Yeah. Simply messing about. But let's talk about the earthquake, too. It's very true. Going on and crazy shaking. It's a rant. It's not just an earthquake. Because it's not the. So did you. All right, so maybe I'm skipping over things again. Were there was there verbiage in there to show that they ran aground the or that there was just so something they had jarring to, check to make sure they wouldn't damage anything? But that's a heck okay. of a hit. I was thinking it was more like a a 
uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm thinking sonic boom. That's not it. Like, you know when there's an explosion mm-hmm. shock and wave? then there's shock the, wave. that goes out? What is that called? The shockwave. Yeah, I think it was more shockwave yeah. that. Yeah. And they rocked the water and rocked the boat and the boat that, hit that's, the side of the deck. Again, I have nothing to like, go oh by, goodness, but that's what I was thinking. We need right. to check our deck, our boat. And it, it came from the stone, too. I think that might be on the next. Uh, that was in this chapter uh, because all the birds flew up and. Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. that puts that, that puts the timeline of what happened with yeah. Perrin and this. Rand, like it's one of these events that you can see exactly where these events are happening kind of at the same time. So while Perrin's in the stables, this is happening on the on the docks. Yeah, so. yeah. So it goes yeah. off, and yeah, the so people well. on the boat go, "Oh no!" and they sail away. And well, they could happens, sail away because they, the they have to wait for the harbor pilots. Oh I was no! Say, we also have right two, more, two more members joining us. Well, that's next chapter. <sighs> yeah, but. So this is coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's coming up. But the waiting for the harbor pilot. So I almost kind of laughed at this. I get it. Uh, so like in any major harbor where there's a lot of commerce coming and going, uh, you have harbor pilots. And the main reason it's not really to protect the boats that are coming and going at all. It's so that they don't slow down traffic coming and going. Because if somebody ran aground or if somebody had an incident. And and it's another way so, to tax and get money and that sort of so thing. So back in the you day, know, so you have so back in the day when they had pilots first started was definitely because people would come in to do trade and they had large ships and they wouldn't know the waters that well and they could run aground like you said run aground and, and mess stuff up and so they right. created a harbor pilot system. And today with modern bars. GPS, there's really no need for harbor pilots except that they are extremely unionized and have a giant lobby and. Even in Hampton Roads, where we live uh, in Virginia, there's harbor pilots. I know several of them. Yeah. Um, it's still a job, and they make a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. and they make uh, good a ton money. Of money. Um, it's a great job. Yep. Make and they work. They're like uh, two weeks on, two weeks off making a job bank. as a harbor pilot. It's, it's like hard as crap. But anyway, um, I know several of them, and they, um, yeah, their job is to yeah. drive the cargo ships in. They're, a cargo ship's not allowed to sail into Hampton Roads Harbor without, without a pilot on board or out of the, the harbor. Um, so you'll see ships line up um, and, and just an anchor waiting for the pilots. Um, and they'll go out off of, you'll see them all the time in Hampton Roads. They'll drop their anchor and those you know, be the lines of ships. And if you sail out of Chesapeake Bay and, and Virginia Beach, past Virginia Beach, go about um, uh, two miles offshore, um, you'll see, like especially on Sunday, because they don't work on Sundays, um, you'll see a line of cargo ships just sitting there it's anchored waiting waiting for harbor pilots. Um it's not Just allowed waiting. to come into the harbor. Oh. And if you correct me, that if I'm wrong, but I think actually they used to actually even make, make the military surrender their boats to them way back in the day. And the military was like, no, you're not touching our ships anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I asked that question recently to some uh, people in the Navy. And I, I do remember mm-hmm. it used to be that the pilots would help the naval vessels come in, but right. I guess there's a pilot program within the Navy now, so which I guess makes sense for security purposes. They have their own pilots. But even then, they were saying, yeah, they have people that are pilots that mm-hmm. help guide in and out of harbors, but the people on the boat generally don't listen to them. Right. Like, it's not much different than what we're about to read. <laughs> Like, you're like, no, don't do that. And everybody, like, doesn't even recognize them. <laughs> Captain's like, ignore, the, ignore that man. Uh, change heading to 240 and, you know, yeah. bring thrusters to, you know, hmm. blah, blah, blah. Ignore him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had um, 
Um, Hara Pilot 5 horned me actually last summer, which was annoying. Um, they're just being assholes. Actually, I knew the Hara Five horned me. You know, get out of our way. We're going to run you they over. They did what? Um, mm. five, five horns means that we are oh. coming towards you. And if you do not yeah. go all the way, we're not stopping. Um, it was a cargo ship coming out of uh, Portsmouth um, um, Cargo, uh, Portsmouth Port. And I knew the hard pilot was on there. He's just being an asshole. And we were well out of the way. And he was just, he five horned us. And, see, yeah. see, when that submarine yeah. was coming, when that submarine was coming after me, I didn't even get five horns. I got a, hey, you guys need to move. And when I tried to be like, no, we got plenty of room. I'm just going to duck them. We'll be fine. Before I could finish, the Zodiac oh, was a time... pushing our bow over. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'll go this way. I, I didn't know um, you couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go away. You're lucky I'm wearing clothes. What do you, uh, why are you so close yeah. to my boat? Yeah. Come on. Now they five-horned us because we were in the channel. And, and they knew. So one of the one of the race committee rules uh, sailing in our area, if you get five-horned by a cargo ship, you're automatically disqualified from the race. So I think he did it on purpose just to be an asshole and try to disqualify us. But they reviewed the race and realized that we were not in the wrong. And the guy was just being – he was a sailor too. The, guy, the, the pilot races sailboats. So messed up. Anyway, yeah, so that's how we end the chapter with this craziness going on. And we kind of fade to black in, in this chapter. Anything we missed? Yeah. Did the topless girl come See, down? I skipped it on purpose because I didn't want to we... be immature. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Like I'm disappointed. Find out that no, of course. <laughs> no, we're not immature. Jordan's immature. Now we get to talk we, about we breast, and it's part once, of the story. Once they jump so, in the water, yeah, it's you know cultural relativism. Seal naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you don't want to. <laughs> I was gonna say that's also not wrong. And the further, the further, the further offshore you get. <laughs> Like, okay, so you got to protect yourself from the sun, but at the same time, doing laundry on a boat, bro, ain't going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're re- you're relying on it to rain before you do laundry. Yeah, sure. And even then, it's just kind of rinsing yeah. it yeah. in the rain. And just that's about it. Actually, it's a really, really common better thing to sell naked, actually. Especially if you're, if, you're sailing, <laughs> if you're sailing by yourself on the ocean, yeah. once you get to intercoastal, or uh, once you get to international waters, uh, there's no laws. <laughs> like, the laws don't exist out there. Uh, there's international law, but international law does not have anything about indecency or clothing or anything like that or gambling or, or, or prostitution and brothel. None of that applies in international law. So once you <laughs> once you pass international waters, none of that stuff applies anymore. Murder still applies. You can't murder someone. You can't steal. That kind of stuff is still applies in international law. But um, yeah, clothing is completely optional once you're at once you're international waters. Good to know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've done small boat races. Well, you don't want to have speedo, something loose and on I've, and I've it get caught up in rigging or something. You know, sailed bet. I've I've sailed past restaurants and bars in <sighs> Fort Lauderdale with uh, I mean, nothing it's, on. It's but you know. not even that far off when you hit international waters. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, let's see. International waters. Territorial waters. Twelve nautical miles. Twelve fifty miles. Yeah, yeah, twelve, 12. miles. Yeah. So it's not I even that far. There. That was, I think those first twelve miles offshore. Offshore, you are international waters. You're still in territorial waters. So yeah. there's there's territorial waters and there's international waters. So laws don't apply after after twelve miles yeah. out. Uh, oil rights and things like that go like two hundred miles out. Mm. But 
once they're a captain. At what point can once any captain of a vessel marry people? Yeah, once you have a captain's license, you can. Without any license or anything like that. Mm-hmm. As long as they're on your boat. Mm-hmm. Really? You don't, you don't have yeah. to be in certain waters to mm-hmm. be able to do it? Hmm, Alan's marrying Ian. And it would be a hell? Bro, look, Meredith is fantastic, but me getting married again, it might happen, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I, I might wait a couple years and see how yours right goes, now. Chris. <laughs> you know? We have got the, the coolest set of things. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Hell no. It. I might get talked <laughs> into it. If you'd asked me six months ago, y'all already know, I'd be like, nope, never. Heck no. That's the point. It, the, the fact that right now I'm like, okay, I guess maybe oh, yeah. it could happen. That's, that's sounds like a plan. That's a big step. <laughs> Let me dance right, so at anything your else you first, missed? and then we'll figure things out. Me, yeah. All right. Besides the naked girl coming down and getting yelled at for being naked. Nah. We're not to see yet. You're supposed to wear clothes. Put some clothes on, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Why'd they yell at her? It's their culture. I like Elaine's response. Like, look, it's mm-hmm. different cultures. People have different norms. No offense taken. No biggie. For, and I'm not even out. just saying that because we, we should be accepting of them because we should. Um, but that, I mean, that's the way to go when you're tra- Yeah, you're traveling to new places with new people and new cultures. You <laughs> welcome to Civil Affairs 101. <laughs> like, you can't just walk into a scenario and go, I'm "Good God, really what the fuck are you doing, people?" Like, like you're the not cannibals make friends are that kind way. of different. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but are they eating your people? Then maybe There's you don't get involved, like, you know? Was it the friendly islands that uh, Captain James Cook went to? And they were really nice to him because they were trying to eat them. Like, they were trying to keep them. They were trying to keep them there long enough so they could figure out how to, like, how to divvy up the up. crew and, like, what tribe would get what person to eat. And they named them the friendly islands and left before they could make up their minds as a tribe. <laughs> and they knew, like, oh, these people are really friendly. And they were actually cannibals. Uh, <laughs> people to eat yeah but yeah so all right winds are rising yeah so we're still in elaine point of view, elaine's point of view hmm. um elaine and Nynaeve are on board of the wave dancer there's been a big earthquake so everybody scrambles up onto the dock because the ship's going crazy going back and forth and they look towards the stone um they're like damn it rand what are you doing now damn it bobby <laughs> no no empathy <laughs> No empathy. Don't like, who knows what just happened there? And hmm. and these girls will find Pickley put a thin if he messed up the boat. Gee whiz, come on, Rand. Yeah. Stop imploding over there and tear. We have business to hmm. do. Yeah. And as they're looking towards the stone, uh, she turns around and suddenly notices there's Tom and Julian just standing there on deck talking to the the, the sail mistress. And they're like uh-uh, not today. We ain't doing this. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not yeah. surprised with Tom. We I had an inkling for that, but Julian... Why? Well, Brain already had the conversation about going. Yeah. Right, right. But the Julian thing, and let's go way back, because when we were introduced to him, Alan, you asked the question, so you think we'll see more of him? <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, th- I think Chris was on board mm. as well, but... I think I put a, I think we will only because he's too much of a badass in mm-hmm. his own right to just do a quick drive by, have him fuck up and never come back to him. So yeah, you'll be amazed by how many characters show back up in these books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I know there's probably going to be some ones that I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to find out more about him. Mm-hmm. And then we never see him again. I think that's also possible, but sure. I don't know. 
wasn't yeah. wasn't feeling that with him. Never. So he's, he's got redemption possibilities mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So yeah, they're both on deck. Uh, they're checking over the boat, make sure it's not damaged. And um, you know, Elaine and Nadine go up to talk to Tom. And Elaine notices that Tom just see, there's something familiar about him, and she's felt this way before, but she's never really we've never been in Elaine's head while this is happening. But she says like, yeah, she's sitting there like she's not sure. Um, yeah, she's never seen him before. He appeared in st- the stone, but just something about him looks familiar. Chris, why is he familiar? Why does she feel a connection with him? Papa, Dadu, Papa. I. So I'm glad you said it because I was debating on whether I'd say it. Because again, I have no real evidence to base this on. But I'm like, I'm doing the math. I'm like, how old is she? And how long ago was he knocking the boots with Marquez? Oh. Maybe carry the one, yeah. <laughs> May, right, carry the one, subtract the two, and then one multiply by and it's red is you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> daughter, <coughs> babies. So it's possible. Yeah, at, um, the, definitely. at the very least, more what's alluded to is that he was probably around when she was very little. Than well, she reaches and up she and tugs. Clearly, t- did the she did the mustache tug <laughs> when she was a child, right? His reaction is yeah. crazy, like. Why, why, why would you do that? Why, why, why would you touch yeah. my face? Like, it just it just felt familiar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She blushes. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt right. I feel like I saw like that, that's just like that anime scene in my mind of like that's his daughter Calm down. coming up and just like <laughs> yank. Uh. <laughs> hey, there were we no are utensils in medieval times, and there are no utensils at medieval times. Would you like a refill on your Coke? I mean, Game of Thrones did brother-sister. I mean, Willaton doing father-daughter, right? It's, uh... No. no stop, <laughs> stop this stop, conversation. Stop. <laughs> wildly inappropriate. Hey, I mean, I think it could happen. Not even, <laughs> I, I think that would be a little uh, too far. Y'all are so um, damn immature. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised by the father-daughter thing, but at the very least... Yeah, we're reading the wrong book. Martin, where you at? When we she need you. remembers him being around court when she was little... Maybe did the sit on the lap, tugged on the mustache Trash. thing, like mm-hmm. haha, yeah. yeah. Again, th- this yeah. is like father daughter. So, um, you know, Elaine immediately starts to question them on why they want to go to Tanchico, and Julian says, "Yeah, um, a tall, stone-faced man um, told him to accompany them, um, pay much gold to do it too. So that's why I'm here." Yeah, right. So the, the bunch of gold part, you, I started to think. Now, wait a minute. Home. Last time it was. You know, you wouldn't take over payment. You were very strict. And then he was like, and uh, he was pretty convincing when he said that, um, you know, if if we don't all make it back, okay, I should I should probably just, just drown on the way. Like, it wouldn't be worth it to come home without you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was motivated to come here. Yeah. Please let me come. I don't want to go... I don't want to go talk to that guy again. Yeah. I, Your boy I really got hazard go pay, essentially. And then they, they, they turned to Tom. Tom's like, well, there's a certain lady that might have found you guys in Edmund's field that told me I had to go. <laughs> yeah, talk, talking in code, but not in code, yeah. and a little grumpy about it. And I don't really want to fucking talk about it, but God, you know who yeah. said you should probably go, oh, and here man. I am. Yeah, I don't really want to be here. You know, I'm a clean man, and I, but, yeah, I don't really want to go to Tanchico, but she told me to go, so here I am. And and as far as far as we are into this, I'm realizing these girls have no clue what Tom's capabilities are. Nope. They still just think Gleeman. Yep. And I'm like, that's right. Every time he's busted out, they've never seen him. Mm -hmm. And they certainly don't know what Moraine knows about his 
like political days de mar abilities which might actually help them out in tanchico as well yeah and he makes a good argument for coming he's like you know i've been to tanchico a bunch of times like i know the right ends to stay and i know the right mm-hmm. people to bribe i you know you guys have know nothing about the city i'm actually a good asset to have for you guys um when you guys go there i mean this gleaming cover is the best cover it's so good it it makes so much sense to get him into so many situations mm-hmm yeah. But that's his side job. That ain't his main gig. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. don't know it. Assassin. No. Hashishin. He's a ha- he be smoking that two of back before he go in there and whacking people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashishin. Yeah. And um, you know, after after talking it over for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, the well the first the sail mistress and the wind fighter come over and they say, like, well, if you don't want them to come, we'll kick them off the boat. Um, it's up to you guys. Although we really don't kick people off the boat, but we will if you say so. <laughs> But we really, not, that's not, not our thing. Not like, we do, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, so, now he's like, okay, I'll let fault. you guys come under one condition. You have to obey everything I say. And Julian's like, yep, done. Tom's like, Psh. I ain't listening to you. Fuck that. <laughs> first, first of all, America. <laughs> Second of all, spirit. America. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I ain't listening to you. I'm my own man. <laughs> what? Quiet hours after 10 o'clock? I'm lighting some goddamn fireworks. America. <laughs> Damn, I don't even like fireworks. <laughs> I just don't like your rules. I do what I want. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man. I work I work for nobody. Come on now. Shit. And Tom, and, and Nani comes back. He's like, well, then I'll just tell him to kick you off the boat. He's like, well, see, folk don't kick anybody off. They take anybody. He's like, you heard him. If he say no, you're off. And he's like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> You got me there. So begrudgingly, too. He's just like, you know, this moments like this that she realize exactly how old Tom really is and how stubborn he can be. But then he realizes, eh, I might have to just kind of give in on this one. Now, I'm interested to see how much he stretches this out and mm-hmm. tests the limits of Here's the thing. Uh, patience. Maybe I'm also an asshole. Like... Generally, in my life, even if they make good sense when they make an ultimatum, if somebody gives me an ultimatum like do this or else, I almost immediately say or else and then follow up with a and you can go fuck yourself. Like I've never been interested in being controlled by anybody. If (laughs) that doesn't mean I don't allow other people to lead. There's certainly a time and place for that. But trying to exercise power over me just because or to coerce me into something i almost immediately say fuck off so i don't think tom's in the wrong to resist it uh and nynaeve is certainly not in any sort of position to command that sort of authority like she doesn't deserve it i don't, yeah, I don't they're, know they're super I, I worried that it, like i'm more pissed off by nynaeve than i am by tom resisting yeah. and, and- doing whatever it is and she wants. Like, yeah. I agree with Tom. I, and they're super nervous that they'll spill the beans that they're not Aes Sedai and they're like, they could blow our cover and all this other stuff. And they're just kind of, it's like, should we tell them like why we're going to Tanchika? And they're like, nah, communication is not. But Tom is that smart. <laughs> why couldn't, this is what bugs me in resisting that ultimatum and having to give that vow. That's the one thing I'm like, why couldn't Tom do a sidebar and be like, if you keep pushing me, I'm going to tell everybody here you ain't, you're not an Aes Sedai. Yeah. So... He could have, and yeah. he's that smart, but he didn't. So yeah. I don't 
Yeah, and then the girls. The, He's letting her. Think like I said, the girls power. do agree not to tell yeah. him about the, the black Aja until it's necessary. Um, once again, the whole communication thing—it's great all the time. Um, and yeah, so then the ship off. So ship pulls away. Uh, the pilots under on on deck, heading out towards this little. Yeah, you know, I guess you know. I guess it's a platform out towards the uh, the mouth of the harbor. Um, I, I assume this is kind of like a lighthouse kind of thing, like like a not a lighthouse, but like a platform. Um, if you've ever been out to the Chesapeake Light, uh, which is like about yeah. about twenty miles offshore, um, it's the entrance to Chesapeake Bay. It's like a giant platform. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, and it seems very weird. Just chilling yeah, out it's there. really it is really strange. Um, we we do a race. I, I didn't do it this year, but uh, there's a similar race that we do where we, we race all the way out to there and round it and come back in. And um, it's always really weird because you see this big platform out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a bunch of fishing boats around it because it's surrounded by sharks and lots of fish. Because whenever you have um, – so people go out there shark fishing all the time. Oh. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Alan, you want to give us a quick rundown of the difference of the boats we've heard about? So, like, they talk about the st- the boats that focus very close to mm-hmm. land along the rivers and the wide boats. And then this boat specifically, they talk about being mm-hmm. long and narrow. You know, it could do – it's faster. It can handle the open sea. When you first get on it, it seems a little wobbly, unstable. But when they get going, yeah. chapow, it's So, yeah, solid. in calmer waters, a big uh, – a nice fat daddy boat is nice because it just doesn't roll. I mean, there's no waves to make it roll. And you just have a lot of deck room. And it's for comfort – creature comforts. So when you're – Sailing in bays or lakes or anywhere where there's really no waves, um, uh, a nice fat daddy boat. It's nice to have. It's just comfortable, yeah. um, nice and yeah. nice and beamy, and, and a shallow yeah. keel, not as exactly. deep in the draft. Yeah, you don't need you, know? you don't need a deep don't draft. Um, but the, the longer and narrower your boat is, the easier it is to cut through water, uh, cut through waves. It also increases your water line, um, which also increases your hull speed. So these are all displacement boats. I can get to the physics of it. So <laughs> this is not a podcast on how to sell a design. <laughs> you're you're going to make it go into a rabbit hole about like... <laughs> I love this stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, you know, big overhangs and a long sailboat, skinny sailboat, it's just better for seafaring. Uh, plus, having that kind of design is better for riding itself. Um, so in the event that you do have a... Uh, um, uh, you know, your, your hull does, does capsize. Capsize or, or roll over. Yeah. Um, it will ride itself easier. Uh, plus, it's easier to handle handle storms and waves. Yeah. If if any of you thought about, I'm gonna just buy a sailboat and go across the ocean. Just know, not every sailboat made is a blue water boat, and length really has nothing to do with it. There's 40 foot boats, 50 foot boats that are still not mm-hmm. blue. And water there's 30 boats. foot boats that are. <laughs> there's know, 20 25 foot boats that that are that blue water boats. Are. It's just yeah, yeah it's design. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway. Anyways. I thought it was cool that Jordan pointed that out, and even even the uh, sailmaster, whatever, she even made some comments about the river boats and how they'll outrun them and this, that, and the other, and they do yeah. better in the waves. But uh, yeah. in open water, the thing would be fast as crap. A long skinny boat would be, yeah, that's that's what you want. Um, so yeah, so they dropped the harbor pilot off and put the sails back up or or retrim the sails. Uh, it says I don't think they take the sails down. They they just they let the sails luff, it sounds like they're gonna stop. And then uh let them off and then return the sails and go. Um and then once they're out of sight of land, um yeah. 
After Make midnight. We're going to let it all hang out after midnight. After midnight. After midnight. And then Nynaeve was like, maybe I should show my nipples. Blushes. Keeps her shirt on. It's like, come on. Just how you know they're not civil affairs. If they were civil affairs, they'd be like, everybody else is getting naked. naked. (laughs) I'm getting naked with them. I got to be part of the tribe. Yep. For love of country. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, and then, yeah. Also, uh, Elaine and Julian have a hard time uh, trying to figure out where to look. Because they're both like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'll look at him for a little while, and then yeah, be like, oh, shit, awesome I'm looking at him." And look away. Like everybody, stare at the ground. Stare at the ground. the best. Naive, on the other hand, is throwing up. I don't know, them. man. I that'd be tough, especially if they're all right. Okay, judge me if you want. If they're nice boobies, like I just have this horrible thing where what I'm thinking comes out of my mouth, but I try not to be like mm-hmm. rude about it. Like, if there was a girl topless next to me and she just had fantastic boobs, I would go, those are some really nice boobs. I would just say it. Uh-huh. I just, I, in fact, I have said that exact line before. <laughs> I've had boobs showed to me, and I've just gone, instead of, wow, or blah, 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 I've just gone, my goodness, those are just great boobs. And usually, you know, usually they appreciate it. Usually they go, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I like them too. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um... I, but you don't just stare at them, obviously, and then stare at your feet. I mean, they already know you were looking at them. You might as well say something. Once you stared, it was a compliment. Nice tan. I've never seen areolas that big. It's crazy. How's, how's that work? White pepperonis. More like salami. Big tan. <laughs> it takes up the whole boob. That's it. Didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> Is there a nipple? These guys are so immature sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then Elaine starts talking to Tom. Uh, she figures if she can make him laugh, she'll remember where she's seen him before. Um, and while they're while she's trying to. Talk to Tom. All of a sudden, she realizes that there's a massive amount of channeling happening. And she's like, uh, I got to go. Sure. Well, can we go back just a little bit to this interchange with her and Tom? Because there is yeah. there's some back and forth here. Um, she's trying to feel him out. And then he drops the bomb. They're like, eh, you know, just like your mother. And da, 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 da. And then she's thinking, hold on. Like, yeah, you can't You're speak with casual. that kind of familiarity. Like I am a princess, she and she's still not putting it together. Queen. And he, as she points this out, he just kind of laughs it off some more. Like, is it right? He's like, I boned her. <laughs> I knew <laughs> your mother in the. You ever read sense. Genesis? I know <laughs> your mama. Right. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Yeah. Who's your daddy? You, you ever read Exodus? Yeah, the, the day you were born, just bam, pop. <laughs> Anyways, you were gonna say something really intelligent. I think. No, it's I good. Uh, that's completely. ultimately what I was thinking. I was just trying to sound smart. Um, and I'm gonna keep talking to allow Alan a chance to finish chewing what he's chewing because he's on mute and he's having a little snack. Maybe he had one too many sips of his drink, so he's like, I need to eat this salty snack. And he's chewing it, and so I'm still talking. Um, I'm, I'm actually... And then <laughs> Tom, is, Tom has given her... 
I think it's great that Tom is giving her all the clues she needs. He's not running from this at all. He's like, it's almost like he's eager for her to have the revelation of who he is. I don't think he's clueless about this. Yeah. He's just messing with her. He's like, you'll I never think he get assumes it. She never remember, will. But... but clearly, she's there's dots that yeah. she's trying to connect. So, yeah. There was yeah, some interesting back and forth and some interchange there. And yes, right when she's about to maybe connect some dots, mm-hmm. channel, yeah. channeling. Blammo. Shapoopy. And it's really interesting. Like, this level of channeling was high, yeah. high, yeah, high. It, it's, you know, Very it's channeling air, all over air the and boat. water and has massive yeah. flows of, of, of wind, of air, to really make the boat move super fast. Um, and it talks about how intricate it is and how large the flows are. And she's just like, that's amazing. And she ties them off. Mm-hmm. And then she ties them off so they can just the weaves were until morning very well. And like Elaine's like, I got to go talk to her about this. <laughs> it's like, sweet, yeah. sweet. And she's like, she I just saw she did, and I gotta say, <laughs> I'm very impressed. Let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh my goodness, I didn't want anybody to see, uh, and I normally don't like do it to this extent mm-hmm. but i needed to well and this kind of answers the question from the last chapter too because it's uh, like why wind, does the, 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 the wave she is wave, the wave wave wind finder again? the the wind way wind dancer wind finder wind finder yeah why does the wind finder get final say in who boards mm-hmm. the boat especially when it comes to ice well and now we know why she had the final say well, yeah because she knows that mm-hmm. she, at some point she may have to channel. They don't want to do not with the tower at all. So. Even though not every single wind exactly. finder yeah. is able to channel, there are some. I, I don't. I won't say many. Yeah, and that's also why they refuse passage by Sedai. Yeah, because uh, they're worried that they're going to kidnap yeah. their people, and they're like, "Well, the tower's not like this." And they start. And Lance starts thinking, "I was like, well, they kind of are." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, good point. Actually, yeah. Good, good, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And at some, we, at some point moving forward, it's like, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll I know you're helping us, us, but like, I give you all the promises. Yeah. I mean, that if, if we're not going to, I mean, once we come, I said, I, we can't lie. Well, if they ask us directly, we can't lie about it. Yeah. So I can't promise you that I won't say anything, but I will do everything in my power. Not, I'm not going to bring, I'm not going to bring it up <laughs> to protect you and your people. Um, and, yeah. and she's yeah. like, uh, but nah. the other yeah. thing as well is that they, they actually go into more detail about the Sean Chan battle as well, that they had fought a, a Sean Chan ship. Um, and, mm-hmm. and she, yeah. yeah, she said she actually used right. fire, which makes sense. Though her major mm-hmm. elements are wind and water, she channeled but didn't, fire. But didn't we hear that like the the fire yes, is more of a male thing? From, Am I making yeah? That so up? women are more stronger, stronger in, in air it? and water. Men are more stronger in earth and fire. And then spirit, it's kind of equal between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that plays into anything, but I, I thought the fire. But, was I mean, we saw Eggy and Earth because she find med- we saw Egwene use fire in the very mm-hmm. beginning. Was it Egwene or was it Bella? And Earth. Yeah. We haven't. That's we, haven't we still haven't figured out yet. You're right, but we haven't seen Bella in ages. And Egwene hasn't conjured fire in ages. And Moraine, Moraine was shooting fireballs. Like, you're right. Shooting My massive walls alone. of fire in either world. Anyway, yeah. So right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's part dude anyway, so. Yeah. I'm just kidding. She's got dangly bits. Maybe she is. So, yeah. So, it's Sean Chan battle. Yeah, the the ship had come up on them um, rather quickly. It actually had boarded them, uh, but they were able to, like I said, light the fire on the boat and repel the boarders. That's how they got the the helmet. 
Um, yeah, I I still think that's great. I think the little bit of description we get here doesn't doesn't really do it justice. Like Jordan really could have even done a whole like flashback chapter to go through this because the way oh yeah I would have made yeah it the way I see it unfolding the Sean Chan are probably used to having their way as mm-hmm. long as they get somewhat close to another vessel. Like, what other... I mean, we don't know of any other examples of people easily getting away from mm-hmm. a Sean Chin boat. You got the Damani. You got the 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 kidnapped mm-hmm. channelers that can rain down lightning and everything. And yeah. There's not much else that can escape that. And these guys are able to stand up to it. And yeah. not just... And she felt bad back, about that, too. She didn't know they were kidnapped or... Um, so that, and that she would, was like, if I had known that, I would have tried to save them. Um, die. Yeah. Yeah, but we kind of <laughs> so, left, left them to die. <laughs> Elaine goes back and they start talking about like, well, I can teach you some things and we can teach, can you teach me this? I'll teach you some of my stuff. And like, yeah, we can do this on the way. And like, actually perhaps how long do you think it'll take us to get there? And like 10 days. And like, no, it can't be 10 days. It it takes like, Hmm. Nah, could could it could be like and she's like shocked. She's like, it takes months and months and months to get to where we're going. And she's like, no, no, we can get there in like 10 days. That's yeah. We fast. We fast. We fast. <laughs> it's like you said earlier. We're fast. You well, like, like back in the day, some of these river boats, like yeah, they might have sails on them. Uh, but a lot of times they rely on tides also. And when the tide's against them or the current's against them, they'll just anchor and wait. Because the boat itself isn't designed to really make any progress against the current or against the tide. Whereas... The boat that they're on, especially with her doing her abracadabra shit, it's making progress a hundred percent of the time. So it's it's booking it. A flat bottom river boat, you know, if you think about the old barges, it's not cutting anything. You know, they'll ride the tide, and when it goes against them, they drop anchor and just yeah. wait for it to be back with them. So that's huge difference. Hold on, I'm trying. I'm trying to look it up. There's uh there's I think the Clippers. They just they just beat the record, but there's a clipper around the world record that was put on like back in I think the 1700s, and it just got beat. Like it was it lasted that long. Like I'm trying to find actually, but yeah, um, you know tall ships wow. and like that. But there's um, yeah the one that just beat it. They did it uh, around the world in 137 days. It's pretty fast. Yeah, um, that's intense. A little bit. Kid, I gotta ask real quick. Can y'all hear my kids <laughs> screaming in the background? Okay, give me give me one second. That means they're like super loud because I can definitely hear. Hey, them. shut up! <laughs> <laughs> He's actually yelling at his kids. <laughs> That's our clip. How <laughs> oh, we get to listen to and be a drunk dad right now? Keep it down, kids. Yeah. As a way for Ian to beat his kids. All right, he's back. <laughs> Daggone kids. Daggone kids, and they're making yeah. noise. So, anyways, so that's um, how we kind of end this chapter, though, um, is with just talking about, you know, learning to teach about the wind and how to do these massive flows of air. And um, do you think that'll come in handy later if uh, Elaine learns how to channel massive flows of air? I mean, they've fire. already been able to put small flows of air to good use. Mm-hmm. I think massive flows might be 
interesting. Mm. If you got somebody that can flow some fire with somebody mm. that can do massive flows of air, you get fucking even fire flow? tornadoes. Even flow. What? <laughs> that would be the dumb. That's as good as finger blasting. If you want to sing like Pearl Jam, you sing it all vowels. It's all vowels. And then you give you give a every now and then, and wear a flannel. You got it. But no, I, I, the the flows of air will be vital. I mean, we've already seen people get lifted into the air. If you could pull air out of people, you could like suck the life from them, and then somebody's making little birdie hands. Like maybe they could learn Fine. to fly with massive flows of air. Age of Legends. So they were able hover. to fly. That's true. You're right. Now, if you can control air and water, control then you the can, weather. Like make. Hurricanes Ooh. and stuff like that, so you can call some math. Yeah, you like think that's we're gonna control weather like in this book? Like we get to that point, like the Russians, like we're gonna control entire weather yeah. systems. Like, <sighs> okay, yeah, I that's mean, at least happened. on a small scale. Yeah, yeah it's um, already happened. Moraine did that in book one. I like how you try to sell it. Like you guys are crazy thinking that, but it's already happened, Alan. You're not spoiling okay. anything. If it could be done at a small scale, it could be done on a large scale. It's happened, <laughs> yeah. Rafa. Rafa. Sure. Read and find out, Alan. That's what we should have said. Dang it. Oh, we missed that's, our, how we, missed our that's how we end this chapter. Are these chapters. So anything, anything we missed Rafa, or anything that you guys want to talk about? We got naked people running around the boat. They're, they're, they're throwing up massive weaves. They'd be weaving. Yeah. yeah huge. Huge. Huge flows. Huge flows. Yeah. Yeah. Skip the Y. We're just going straight with it. With a U? U-G-E. Huge? They're huge. that big? <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Huge. Going backwards a little bit, that conversation about with Tom, whether or not he wants to be a bard. Uh, yeah. of the that was an interesting little conversation when he was talking about, you know, this, this might all change over the He's years. Like, you might be the hero. Uh, it it might be the one. Exactly. It's like, you know, at the, at the end of the day, Rand may not be the man. Like, he just is one of the many in this grand scheme of things. And for somebody who has played the game and been a leader and, you know, been on the top of the board and has been knocked down to calling himself a uh, lowly Gleeman, mm-hmm. he knows how quickly you can rise and fall from power. So especially with the person he's communicating with, because at one point he was, you know, in her house in her mother's bed. And now he's, you know, on a boat. I mean, at one point, Elaine was part of him, and then he dropped him <laughs> off with <laughs> her mom, and then <laughs> her mom held on to her for a while, and <laughs> then she was born. And you know, th- so there's birds and there's bees, and then sometimes in spring, like you get stung and it sucks, and then like, but there's honey, and um, you, you ever had one of those uh, <clears throat> unexpected conversations? I don't know how that story I don't know if goes. Told the story. Told Did I ever tell you about no, the compliance officer at work? Did I ever tell you the story? So I had a compliant. No, 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 no. This, no. this, this was a, this so. was a compliance exam. Is it the, so oh, I had is a it the oh no, oh no, in. oh yeah story. Um, that was bad. And they're asking all the compliance okay. questions. And at the time, we didn't end up doing that. But we thought about keeping chickens. And at the time, it was illegal to keep chickens in in, in Newport News where we live. Now you can. But my wife and I were thinking about keeping chickens anyway. 
And one of the questions they ask is like, you know, uh, have you committed any crimes or, you know, blah, blah, um, have you been convicted of anything? And, um, I, I, I answered no. And, you know, they, and I had this look on my face and it was like, what are you thinking about? I was like, well, it's technically illegal, but we're thinking about keeping chickens. And they're like, yeah, we wouldn't care if you did that. Uh, you know, but then she like stops like halfway through. She goes, I always had a question about chickens. And I was like, go shoot. I mean, like, I don't keep chickens, but I ask, ask your question. Ask your question. She's like, she's like, well, when you have chickens and they're laying eggs, I've been reading. <laughs> um, you know, how do you know they're not going to become chicks? And I was like, well, if we don't have a rooster and she just looks at me like it's really strange. And I was like, she's like, well, what, how, why does that matter? I was like, Okay, so when a when a female chicken and a male chicken love each other, <laughs> oh, very very much, and, <laughs> and the, now the, uh, the, the birds. So we're, depending on the type of rooster, the there's yeah. no love involved. Like we we had to get saddles for our hens the for this one rooster fast. who would tear and, them um, apart. Like it was rough. <laughs> there was no love there. If there's no rooster, there's no chicks. <laughs> There's eggs. There's still eggs, but uh, yeah, they you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but. That's so cute. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Oh, you were so kind. <laughs> I would have I would have just indulged that fantasy and came up with a ridiculous <laughs> story. Like I'd have maxed out my creativity uh, at that point. I've seen you do that before. Someone asks you a question, you have no idea the answer, and you come up with some crazy sounds like a plausible thing. explanation. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> like wow, he really knew. Like. I think it was like sounds was good. So they're like, like, why does wow. it always smell so bad at low tide? Yeah. You're like, well, because of the and you start like throwing off random chemicals and all sorts of different like equations. And, like, and I literally look at you, it's like, yeah, total bullshit. I'm just making this up. <laughs> yeah, you're so, you're so full of shit, buddy. I've done that more than once. Yeah, I've even had people come back to me, be like, you're such a liar, because I told somebody else, and they're like, that's not right. And I'm like, wait, you believed when I said that? Why? Yeah. You didn't see me laugh really yeah, hard as you walked so, away? Yeah. Like, Anything why? we missed? Come on, now. Anything else? Anyways. I'm surprised we squeezed out what we did, and looking back at it now, there were some good things in this chapter, these chapters. There were. There were good nuggets along the way, but I will say... These are chapters that if I had no limitations, I would read through rather quickly and be eager to move on. Because you, you could feel there's stuff building up. Like, do the girls make it to Tanchico? If they do, what happens when they get there? Like, we've been talking about this. The ways is cool and all, but we, I, I won't speak for Chris, I am excited about what happens when they get to the other side, assuming they even do, and get to where they're trying to go through the way. Get Like, there's just... There's so much potential right now. It's like the kinetic mm. potential energy thing. We have no kinetic. It's all potential. I just mm. I'm ready for Jordan to unload. Yeah. Mm. Uh, favorite character. So let's get there. Yeah. The first. Gosh. Yeah. So you really have it. Uh, the first topless chick. <laughs> topless. Because she didn't even wait till they were offshore. She Her name said, was a uh, Dor- topless Dorel. Would you like some tea yeah, and crumpets? Dorel. Win a winter chicken dinner. Well done, Darrell. She got scolded for it, and I felt bad. It's not yeah, her she's fault. Like, go where it doesn't matter whether or not you have a shirt on or not, where it will hinder you. Go work yeah. below deck. I'm on a boat. Yeah, clean them bilges. Yeah. But she on a boat, so why the shirt? Yeah. She went. I guess for mm-hmm. this one, Tom is my favorite because he's playing head games with Elaine. You know, he knows what's going on. He knows more than any of them, and he. 
is still the man and I just you know, mm-hmm. I have an affinity to him, so for him, so yeah. yeah. No it, it depends reason. on how you define favorite. I have the greatest amount of love and <clears throat> empathy and feel sorry for loyal still. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he's not a huge character here, but like he's still getting manipulated. He's getting torn between mm-hmm. two friends. I just poor yeah, guy. He's one of the best you know? job he can to make it work. Yeah. Of that whole conflict between Fail and Perrin, you know who's suffering? You know who's losing? Children. Loyal. Loyal's losing. Yeah. Loyal's suffering. And he is the little child. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of apology, but this is how I have to break these chapters up. So I apologize for being a dark friend for the next couple of weeks um, because we have to break these chapters up and they all flow together. And I, I apologize. And I'll make more sense once we're all done. So I'm just going to tell you that. So we'll do two chapters next week. Uh, 21 and 22, which is Into the Heart and Out of the Stone. Um, So that's what we're doing. Into the Heart and Out of the Stone. Meow. We're getting a Rand chapter. Into the Heart. Meow. Into the Heart of the Woods. Into the Heart of the Woods. And and after the sequence, you guys will hate me, but you'll appreciate it and why. I have yet to appreciate you in all of the books we've read. And there's, have I ever said, good gosh, I love Alan for everything he's done here. No, this is torture. It's slow. It's painful. It's like a stomach wound. And like, even when my body starts to heal it, you like shove your finger in it and go, uh, and I just yeah. slowly bleed so, out some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So t- two chapters, two, right. two. But you keep telling yourself we'll love two. you. That's um, yeah. Sleep at yeah. Night. So two chapters. I think so. Gotta wrap it up. All right. How you can be found? We can be found at the Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. Um, it can also be found. Yeah. Uh, I can, you can email me at thewillreads at gmail dot com. You could uh, go to our website. It's thewillreads.com. Uh, www.thewillreads.com uh, where you'll find links to all sorts of cool stuff like uh, you'll actually find our podcast there you can actually listen to it from that website um, or you can get links to things like discord um, yeah we have a pretty large discord where was it 500 pretty close uh, 500 disc- uh, members in our discord server so um, it's great for first time readers um, yeah, we I love first time readers to share their thoughts um, you guys can see some of those channels, the ones we've already read. Um, they're not as active as the later ones because people, you know, race. Most people that join, they find us after they've already gone through the series a little bit. Um, we do a few I the World readers right now. But, um, yeah. Um, and you can also find links to ways to support us. So lots of ways to do that. One, you can just listen to us. Um, if you've noticed, listen to us recently. Now, depending on uh, if you're listening to us up to date or if you're listening to us years from now or months from now, I'm, we might not be running ads anymore. Right now, we are running ads, so that is supporting us. Um, um, occasionally, we, we, we do those. Um, you hear me talking about Anchor. I think right now, um, I say that right now, and probably by the time you listen to this, it might be a different ad. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but um, and th- That is a real ad, and that actually does actually um, mm. add some monetary funds to us. Um, other ways is, is merchandise. Um, um, you know, uh, we do have a merchandise store. We have lots of cool stuff in there. We're always updating it. Probably going to add some more stuff shortly to there. I say shortly. Um, we have a couple ideas. Uh, and th- they might be more uh, specific um, uh, things that for different causes. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about that in future podcasts. 
but yeah um and then patreon uh, it's probably the best way of supporting us um you know uh monetarily that's how we do all our giveaways is how we get better equipment all of our mics um you know um our microphone booms different things like that um plus uh just administrative wise it probably at this point it we probably spend about 60 70 dollars a month um to create this podcast um just just on different things we have to pay for um such as hosting services and things like that that i that that we've upgraded and don't use as crappy of things anymore if you if you realize our quality going up it's because we're getting things to improve our podcast and that comes from you guys supporting us so keep it up we appreciate it um and it'd be cheaper if alan didn't send my mom it, gifts it, it would be cheaper if i didn't <laughs> just kidding apparently i paid for that <laughs> that did not come out of any of the budget that came from ian's credit card so <laughs> Uh, yeah. Gosh, I love you. There it is. There's the love. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, just listen to us. Like I said, is a great way to support us. Um, also, feel free to review us, like us. I know uh, Chris asked you guys to uh, write more reviews or or or, or, or do it. He'll give, do giveaway our 50th review. Since he did that, we have jumped up and or at least in people that are that are doing like star the stars thing, but uh, not actually writing reviews. So I don't know who those are. They're kept anonymous if you don't write a, a review. So I don't have no idea who to give an award to unless you... The 50th person, you got to actually write something. Otherwise, unless you get nothing. Because I don't know who you are. If you just, if you just click the stars, you know, click five stars or, or two stars or, or so. zero stars. Can you do zero? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Technically, all we have we is five right now. Whoever, whoever was our four star upgraded to five because we're back at five stars. Um, Booyah. Um, thank you. Yeah, so write a review. I read them. I appreciate them. I like them. But um, yeah, that's all I got for this week. So anything from you guys? Hey, loyal. Until next time. Good job, buddy. Peace. He's so good. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time. Yeah. All right. We're recording. <laughs> Did you hear that laugh? No. <laughs> He's in there messing with his kids. Yeah. Remember, call my phone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm recording now. I am recording. He lost his phone. All right, guys. So today on the Will Reads, we are going to yeah. be serious for once. We had a comment on the Twitter sphere that we were um, immature, very immature. So mm-hmm. today we will just discuss the novel. Yeah, yeah. Appa- apparently, uh, we are too too immature. So um, um, I guess uh, we gotta. So Keep in, things more mature. In the first chapter, we find that our heroes are making their way through the ways. The end. <laughs> One character says, oopsie, and... <laughs> uh, and shats himself. <laughs> no, 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 that's too mature. That's too oh, immature. That's too immature, sorry. That was the horse that did that. That's okay, right?
he, he defecated himself. You had to use the right, yes. right, <laughs> his right adjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, don't forget we have to be serious today, guys. Serious. Put your serious voice on. Yeah. Serious. Too mature. Am I serious? <laughs> Ser- yes. So serious. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else can see Super it. That serious. sucks. Uh, we should do it on the Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording He's, now, like, so he's like, get it. Um, <laughs> make sure you tag him on that teaser. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Let's, no, let's do a serious um, one. I think we can here. No, we can't. I got too much, I got too much next week, material then. from these chapters. No, <laughs> no, definitely not next week either. <laughs> De- definitely never. Never. <laughs> That's not our style. No. <laughs> We get deep, real yeah. deep, deep in there. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? I hope that person's listening. You I, I still this. like that last comment that you, you forwarded to us where someone was talking about like the dichotomy of how we could just be absolutely immature and then totally switch into something super deep and everybody go, ah, and then go right back to a couple of giggities. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Sage wise yeah, right. advice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's us, though. Definitely. All right. Yeah, I'll, yeah, own, I'll I, own it. That's yeah. me. Anyway, we we just be us. That's what that's what we've done so far. It's been doing. It's working great for Which us. Chapter we start um, on. So. All right. That's we a good are question. starting on chapter. What chapter is this? Uh, Eighteen. I read all the way through twenty-five. Eighteen. Oh. Eighteen. I'll leave it book five. No. <laughs> Into the way. Right. Start off in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, we can do two chapters in there. We're doing three. Three. I'm three recording. So You're recording? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, let's, do, let's do a brief pause and, and we'll jump right in. All right. 